Hey everyone, and you are listening to Mindfully Honest RN, a podcast about all things nursing and healthcare. Enjoy! Hello everyone and happy Wednesday. So my episode today, I guess I want to focus a little bit on um, expectations at work and, you know, that the stress, basically the stress that you get from certain expectations that you have for yourself at work or that, you know, you feel that others have for you. So being a nurse, we do everything and anything at work. We, you know, we give our patients medications, we help coordinate their care plans, we, you know, coordinate care with m- many other disciplines, we work with the CNAs, we, we we do so many things. So oftentimes, I know I feel like I have 101 things to do and only, you know, time for half of that. So, I used to be the type of nurse that I would, you know, come into my shift and I would already be anxious before I even got to work. Like even just the thought of going to work, you know, knowing, okay, this is where I'm working. I know, you know, the the pace of the unit and, and I'm already stressed out about it. Like I know I'm going to have between four and six patients. I'm going to have all these morning meds to pass. I'm going to have to round with the doctors, make sure everyone's bathed. Just so many things that would run through my mind. And I would be anxious before I even got to work. And that is so, it's, it's unhealthy and it creates a much lower satisfaction at your job if you, you know, are starting out your day stressed out. So over the years, I've, you know, learned techniques and kind of taught myself different ways to avoid that degree of stress. So like the stress before you get to work and then, you know, while you're at work and you begin your day and you're just like, oh my God, I have so much to do. You just got reporting your patients and everyone sounds like a train wreck and you're like, how am I going to get to this day? So first and foremost, you have to remember or try to do this. It's hard at first, but you have to separate work from personal life. So don't focus on your work day before you get to work. Obviously, you're waking up. You're like, yeah, I'm getting up. I have to go to work today. You acknowledge that you have to go to work. But don't don't be thinking about what might possibly be happening at work because you're most likely just going to stress yourself out about it. So, so separate that space. When, you, when you're not at work, when you're physically at work doing work, try not to think about work. When you leave work at the end of the day, leave work at the door. Kind of like they say to leave your personal problems at the door, same thing. The moment you walk out of your workplace, you leave it at the door. Don't take stress about certain patients or situations from work home with you. So when you're actually at work and, you know, you get your report, and I know I have mainly always worked days, like day shift. I'm not a night shift gal, so... I know the you know the types of stresses that we face on the various shifts can, can differ, um, but I think one of the biggest takeaways, regardless of the shift that you work, and one of the biggest lessons I can give newer nurses or or nurses in general, um, but I know when I was new, I, I thought that I needed to 
have everything done, you know, exactly on time or on schedule. I, you know, felt like my shoulders were just so full and had so much on them. So remember that while there are certain things in your day that have to be done timely, such as certain medications, um, if someone needs a blood transfusion, I mean, obviously prioritize your time. But if someone's multivitamin is two hours late, don't stress yourself out about it. Ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. That is one of the things that I have learned over the years that is so important. If you're struggling, ask for help. Or if someone offers you help, don't be like, no, no, I'm fine. But really, you're dying inside. Like, Let people help you. Ask for help if you need it. I mean, asking for help is much better than trying to do it all and having something, you know, bad happen or your patient, you know, you have, a, you know, a medication error or whatever. Also, learn to delegate. You know, generally there's CNAs working with you or LPNs, depending on, you know, the type of structure that your workplace has. And obviously the CNAs are just as busy as you, if not more. I mean, they have their own thing. Um, I, I used to be a CNA, so I, I know that type of busy. But if you have a patient who is, um, look, you know, you, you're in their room doing their meds, and then they say, well, I want to get up and get washed up for the day. That is, you do not, this, this is where sometimes it gets hard, and some nurses feel like they need to do it all. You're in there, you're doing your meds, and you know you have three other patients to pass meds on, and this patient says, I want to get up and, you know, brush my teeth, get washed up for the day. It is okay to say, I will get someone in here to help you with that, or I will come back. I just, you know, I have a few other things I have to take care of. It's okay to have that patient wait. Now, if that patient has to go to the bathroom, you know, that's different. But if they just want to get washed up for the day, you can tell them they have to wait, and you can delegate that to a CNA. And if the CNA is too busy, you can say, okay, I'll come back around and help this patient once I'm caught up with my stuff. Um, so I just, I, even, even today, I mean, I find myself sometimes getting stressed out and feeling like I just have to do it all. And, and I just remember that while there are certain things that are timely, like I said, blood transfusions, certain medications, um, obviously if someone is discharging and there's a ride coming, you have to have the things ready, but try to prioritize. You, you don't need to do everything you know, in a matter of the first four hours of your shift. You, you, you're not expected to do that. Um, it's okay to take your time. And remember that nursing care for these patients is revolving. It's 24 hours, whether you work an eight-hour shift or a 12-hour shift. You may have your eight or 12 hours with this patient and then the next shift comes in, but you don't have, I mean, there are certain things that are timed within your shift, but remember that the care is ongoing. If there's something you didn't get to on your shift, you can pass that on to the next shift, if appropriate. Obviously, you need, like I said, you need to know what's appropriate and what's not, but you can pass that on. It's not like you, you know, we're, the, 
like I said, okay, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this the best way I can. So the care is fluid. The care never stops. You, you aren't expected to do, you know, if you work, you know, six to six and your patient tells you at, you know, 530 at night that they want to get ready for bed and, you know, you're passing your last set of meds. It's shift change. You can tell the next shift. The patient said that they're ready to get, you know, that they want to get washed up and ready for bed. And that night shift nurse or night shift CNA, however they're going to um, break up their their responsibilities in terms of patient cares, can address that on the next shift. Just because a patient asks you for something on your shift doesn't mean it has to be done in your shift. If it's not timely, it can be passed on to the next shift and don't feel guilty about that. Um, Another example of this is ad admissions, okay? So obviously admissions during your shift can are generally stress stressful no matter when they come, but most often when they come at the right at the beginning of your shift or right at the end of your shift. They come at the beginning of your shift. Um it kind of throws a wrench in your day, but at least you have your entire shift to try and get their admission um you know paperwork and everything completed. If they come at the end of your shift, you know, oftentimes a lot of nurses feel like they need to get all of the admission um, documentation completed. You know, get the care plans in, start their education, you know, do their, um, you know, their Braden scale, do their ADL screening, everything that it asks you. And this takes some time and practice, but learn what is what is actually important and needs to be completed um, at that very moment. Um, obviously, if your patient shows up two hours before the end of your shift, um, try to get, you know, pertinent um, admission documentation done. Um, at the very least, to do a focus assessment, um, you know, on why the patient's there. Obviously, you know, pain, mental status, uh, neuro, cardiac, respiratory, and obviously other, um, you know, and definitely look at their skin. So other, you know, just kind of focus those important assessments or, you know, why they're there. Obviously, musculoskeletal maybe isn't as pertinent as a heart and lung assessment, but if they're there because they have a broken leg or they can't walk, then the musculoskeletal would be um, part of that priority assessment. And I know many times nurses will um, get pushback from the next shift if 100% of the admission isn't completed. I mean, there's some, I've, I've encountered some nurses that I've gotten an admission at, you know, 5.30. My shift ends at 6.30. I start report, you know, at 6. So really, I have had half an hour to get this admission in, and I don't have every single piece of admission documentation done and the next shift is giving me, you know, some passive aggressive comments about it or well, why didn't you get this done? And it's like, you don't need to have it done. Um, so you're, you're going to find some nurses that give you that type of pushback, which is, which is really crappy of them. Um, and when you're a new nurse, it's harder to just brush it off. But, but try to just say, you know, I did what I could. and you know, I did what was important and the rest of this can be completed, you know, throughout your shift. You don't, it's not anything that needed to be completed in the first 30 minutes of an admission. So 
understand that patients care, certain aspects of it can roll over into the next shift. They don't need to be done on your shift. Care is continuous 24 hours a day. You know, um, the, the next shift nurse is just as capable as you of completing tasks that maybe you were not able to get to. Um, so in terms of, you know, expectations at work and stressors when caring for your patients, um, try not to stress yourself out about every little thing that needs to be done. Um, just start with one thing and work to the next. Try to look at each, you know, try to only look at one task at a time. I mean, granted, you're processing all of your patients and all of your tasks, but like when you start your day, don't look at, I have six patients and 75 meds to pass. Look at, okay, I'm going to start with patient A. I have this patient. He has 15 meds. Do that. Then cross that off your list. Patient B has, you know, X amount of meds and go from there. Try to look at, I mean, while, while you have all your tasks in your head, try to assess them individually so to not overwhelm yourself with everything that you have to do. Just tackle one thing at a time and keep on going. Don't say, I need to do 20 things in the next 12 hours. Say, I need to do two things in the next half an hour. That is a much more manageable workload to look at. Granted, you still have, you know, those other 18 things to do, but you only are focusing on those two things, you know, and, and prioritize what, what is most important. Focus on your most important, most um, time-sensitive tasks um, first. And then, like I said, if someone's multivitamin is given four hours late, is that ideal? Absolutely not. Um, and that I wouldn't, you know, try to make that a habit. But if someone receives their daily multivitamin, was scheduled for eight o'clock and they don't get it until noon, it's okay. It's, it's absolutely okay. But on the other hand, if, you know, Mrs. Jones has her um, antibiotics scheduled every eight hours and it's due at eight o'clock, you need to give it within, you know, an hour either way, generally, um, sometimes even a half an hour, depending. But so prioritize. Um, and that'll kind of help you not feel so overwhelmed with everything you have to do, but try to look at tasks individually and don't feel like you need to do everything. You, you're one person and trying to do too much at once is going to stress you out physically, stress you out mentally, give you much lower satisfaction at work, and you will make mistakes because you're going to be rushing. And um, that's not good for you at all. And it's also not good for your patient. So my next part of this episode is going to talk about um, also expectations at work, but more along the lines of um, participation in things that aren't like part of your daily job, like just going to your shift, like committees and work groups and whatnot. So stay tuned for that. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the second segment of this episode, Expectations at Work. Um, so like I covered in my first segment was more just about like your actual shift at work and like during your, you know, when you're caring for your patients, those different stressors um, and kind of how to 
help alleviate that. It, it was a it was a broad just a generalization of things you can do to help alleviate that stress. So um, I definitely may do more episodes in the future about more specifics in terms of um, techniques for med passing and whatever, but this is just general. So this second segment is more about um, discussing expectations at work in terms of those things that you may do outside of your assigned shift. So you know, you're assigned to three 12-hour shifts a week with five eights or whatever. You work four tens. Um, that's if you're full-time. Obviously, there's different schedules. But then there's also any time you work anywhere, whether it's, you know, you're a cashier, you're a nurse, you're a marketing executive, regardless, every workplace has work groups and, you know, um, committees or something that they encourage you sometimes even require you to be a part of outside of you know your regular scheduled shift and hours so i have various feelings about involvement at work and like extracurricular involvement um you know, I guess I have, there's pros and cons to it. So in terms of that expectation, a lot of times workplaces encourage you to be part of you know, a committee or a work group. Obviously, that is relevant to your job. If you work in a hospital, there may be a falls committee. Um, there may be a catheter-associated urinary tract infection prevention committee, stuff like that. So these committees, I, I absolutely feel them to be beneficial, um, that, that their, their presence and their existence is beneficial. Um, it allows nurses who are interested in improving patient care and policy changes and practice changes to get together and, you know, nurses and CNAs um, to get together and kind of talk about, you know, issues or um you know, areas in the workplace that may, you know, could, could be improved by a change in policy or a change in practice or further education for the staff. Um, so I feel like their, their existence alone is, is beneficial because there's a lot of new um, education and, and different um, practices that, that come out of these committees and work groups and such. So I do feel like they're beneficial. Now, where I have my own feelings and a little bit of pushback is when there's the requirement or while most workplaces will encourage you, there's, there's just encouragement and then there's encouragement with, you know, the fine print or the, you know, undertone that says, you know, you really kind of need to participate in this, even though they don't, you know, have it written in black and white that it's required. They suggest that in the way that it's um, presented to you. So I personally do not like being a part of work groups. I don't like being a part of committees. I don't. I just don't. And that, like I said, I don't. Um believe that they're a bad thing. I just personally don't have find fulfillment in being a part of them. I am not a super innovative nurse in terms of policy and practice change. 
I, I really, I love what I do and I love going to work and doing my job, but I also value my personal time outside of work. I have a strong belief that if you as an individual feel that you do not, you will not benefit from a committee or a work group or an extracurricular activity at work, if you do not feel you will benefit from it or you feel it will cause you more stress, I just don't do it. Okay, so my my workplace, I mean, encourages us, but I think to some degree tries to require us to do it. Um, for instance, a personal example, like I said, I've never been a part of committees. I don't like to do it. I'm not an overly social butterfly in terms of being a part of a group of people and discussing ideas. It's just not my thing, you know. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, you know, hats off to those nurses that, you know, work their full-time hours, they pick up extra, they're part of committees, they do fundraising for work, like all that stuff. I mean, hats off to you, but don't feel less than or a subpar nurse or CNA because you don't do that or, you know, just in general, any workplace, don't feel subpar because you're not a part of those things. So personal example for myself um, I was working on a unit um, a while ago, and the manager of that unit asked me, hey, do you want to be um, a part of this committee? I guess um, one of the committee leaders or somebody was leaving. And, um, so the manager asked me, hey, you have any interest in filling their spot? And I said, absolutely not. That was my, my response. It was my, my honest response. I mean, generally, your first response out of your um, the, the first feeling that you feel when you're asked a question or presented with a situation your initial gut reaction is the most honest one and it just came out I said absolutely not <laughs> and she says to me why not and I and she's very cool I mean she, her and I have a good rapport and so I wasn't meaning to be offensive I said I'm not trying to sound like a bad employee I just said I don't I don't like, I'm like, I don't, I don't do committees. I just don't. And she's like, well, aren't you required to do them? She's not my manager, um, but she's just the manager of, an, of one of the units I was on. So she's like, aren't you required to? And I said, I don't know. I said, to be honest with you, I don't know. And I really, at this point, until I get reprimanded or talked to about not being part of a committee, I'm not going to do it. Um, and like, they know that type of response and that type of thought process is not something that many people are comfortable with. But in order to have satisfaction in your job and your life, you need to be able to stand up for what you believe in and how you how you feel. Because if you just subject yourself to everything everyone wants you to do or wants you to be, you are going to feel so, so, like, just uncomfortable and it's going to come to a breaking point and you're just going to be like okay I have to be done with this job because I can't do this anymore so I said no I'm like I have never I was part of a committee for a short period of time and I went to two meetings and then I just stopped going I'm like I can't do this anymore like, I just it, it causes me undue stress um and I don't get satisfaction out of it and I wasn't a very active participant like I I went there and I didn't say anything so what's the point of me being there you know I'm, I'm not a good not a good committee member right 
I, I just don't participate. So Athleta said no, you know, and she was like, well, can't, you know, she's, um, she's like, I guess, you know, it's, it's okay if you're not involved. And I'm like, well, um, but I, I could tell that she was not very happy. So she was kind of, her, her tone of voice and her talk was kind of like, like a little strange because she didn't know what to say to me because most of the time employees are like, well, I'll think about it or yeah, maybe. And I'm just like, absolutely not, you know? Um, so back to our main point, the expectations um, at work in terms of being a part of extracurricular activities, activities. I think they're great. And I think I do encourage people to try them. Like I try the committee and then I just, no, I'm like, this confirms what I had thought all along. It's not for me. So I encourage you to put, you know, try it at least see if you like it because maybe you, you know, think you won't and you're part of one and you just have so much joy and satisfaction. Um, and it brings you a lot of purpose. So, but don't feel like you have to stress yourself out more to be a part of these committees or do extracurriculars at work. Um, and if you get pushback from management or whatever, just speak to them. And I hope, I mean, I have a very good, I have a very wonderful manager. Um, I work with a great group of people. All of our upper, upper management has been very responsive to employee concerns and I don't feel like they they disregard how you feel so try and talk to your leaders your management um, about your concerns you know if I if it ever comes to the point where I'm actually you know sat down and talked to about my lack of participation I already know what I would say for me personally it's I while I pride myself in my work and I love what I do and I come to work with purpose and I take care of my patients to the best of my ability. I feel that I only, I'm only going to commit my scheduled hours to my job. This is still my job. This isn't my, my life or, you know, this, this isn't my, like my true love and passion. My true love and passion is away from work. It's my family. It's it's my my you know animals, my my friends. It's those things. Granted, I I love what I do and I put a lot of heart into being a nurse, but it is not what makes me whole. It is what finances my life. And is as shallow as that may sound to people, I think sometimes us nurses, because of how we've been perceived, which has always been as these, you know, angels walking the earth, that we feel we need to act as though nurse, nursing is who we are through and through. And for some of us, it may be. We may be a nurse 100% of the time. I'm a nurse at work, and I'm, you know, obviously still a nurse when I leave work. I still have, you know, I see people in public, and I look, oh, geez, they don't look like they're doing so great, so I keep it in the back of my mind. But just be honest with yourself. and. If you're approached about, you know, needing to contribute more to the workplace in terms of extra activities, don't be afraid to just say, hey, like, I can only commit my hours. It is not good for my physical, mental, emotional health to stretch myself any more for my, my job. And that's just it. And I think 
we need to start being honest with ourselves. And like I said, not feel guilty about being a little selfish um, and taking time for us and, and admitting that we don't want to contribute any extra time to work. We, we come to work, we do our job the best that we can. I, you know, we care with all of our hearts, but when we leave, we leave it at the door. Like I mentioned in that last episode, leaving it at the door. When I leave work, I leave work. I walk out that door and I am out. I'm home. I'm doing, you know, things that don't, that don't remind me of work, that don't involve work. Like, I think we need to get back to what makes us happy. And if being part of committees does, then go for it. Absolutely. But I'm trying to kind of um, touch touch base with and resonate with those fellow um, healthcare professionals that feel this, like, um, this struggle internally. Like, oh, I feel like I need to be involved so that I look like a good employee. But I really, I really just... Oh, God, it stresses me out, you know, so don't feel obligated to. And if you're getting pushback, speak with your management and simply tell them why you shouldn't, why you don't feel that, that you need to participate. Um, and obviously, whatever comes with the conversation after that, you can discuss further. But I feel like we should not be obligated to contribute extra. Um, more than what we're scheduled um, because truthfully you know this this is, this is a career that I'm passionate about and I you know I find a lot of joy in it but my real joy real love and real passion is it's not my job it's it's my life outside of my job you know being a nurse is work it's a paycheck do I care wholeheartedly about my patients? Absolutely. But it is a paycheck. Um, I think that's a hard pill to swallow for some people. They feel like, wow, this, this girl, she must really be quite the, uh, quite the dandy at work. She must be a real, sh you know, shitty nurse. Absolutely not. Um, but I think we need to stop lying to ourselves. Um, and forcing ourselves to make our career, our job, our entire life. Um, I think that's where a lot of stress comes from. We need to separate ourselves and, and know our limits. Be involved if you want to, but if, if it's not for you, don't do it. Don't feel that obligation or um, the need to contribute any more than you already do. So I hope this resonates with some of you and you can kind of relate um if you have any questions any suggestions definitely send them out to me um i like to talk about you know i don't some of these ideas aren't uh, traditional like i said some people may disagree with my my viewpoint on certain things but that's kind of the point of my podcast is to touch on subjects that you know aren't always all, um, I don't know, perfect and pretty, you know, 
kind of some of the some of the some of the tougher subjects, the ones that make you think a little bit more or thoughts that you maybe have but you just are like, oh this isn't right. Like I'm a nurse, I can't feel this way. Absolutely you can, you're human. Um so that is all for this episode. Um stay tuned for the next. And like I said, any suggestions, thoughts, comments, opinions, whatever, send them my way. Have a great day.